Awesome. Look around you. And then say to someone near you, this is as good as it gets. You know, we all think that the church should be better, the church could be better, we should have better leaders, we should have better church members, we should have better resources, we should have better programming, we should have better preaching, sorry about that, we should have all this sort of better stuff. Uh, But the truth is, in all the things we should have, this is what we do have. We have the season that we live in now. We have the moment in history, others have gone before us, you know, in 1980 in January, this church started as a connect group in Alice Springs led by Tom Rawls, a baker, a bivocational baker, baking bread and planning a church and 36 years later, here we are with magnificent facilities, bank accounts and ministry teams and a staff members and mission in Alice Springs, relationships, stuff going on that literally touches all of the face of the globe. Every area of planet Earth has felt the influence of desert life church. It's amazing what we are able to do together. And 2017 is going to be an exciting year. We have some new initiatives this year, like our first ever men's conference in Alice Springs. We've got Pastor Bayless Conley from Cottonwood Church in uh, California, Orange County, California. His church is a church of nine and a half thousand people. And uh, two years ago, he had a life-threatening accident where his throat was cut after a boating accident. He was told he'd never speak again. And after some life-saving surgery and some rehab and some real belief (laughs) in God, he is uh, not only back in the pulpit preaching in his church, but he's going to be able to come to Alice Springs and share with the men of our church in our region in our first ever men's conference. This year, we're going to have a church float in the Bangtail Muster. How many people know what that is? You know what the Bangtail Muster is? If you're new to town, you just wait and see. How many people want to see Desert Life Church say to our community, we're here and we're here for you. Amen? And we're going to have a float. I'm going to ask our men to come up with a crazy idea of something really cool for our Bangtail Muster float, the best one in. During the uh, Fink Desert Race weekend, we're going to have open-air meetings out at the at trackside, out at the Fink River. We're going to invite all of our people that wanted to come out and camp there. And every night, we're going to fill the atmosphere with the praise and worship of God and preach the gospel. How many people are excited about that? How many people right now could begin to start planning to be part of uh, reaching our area? Listen, I don't believe the church should be separate from the community. I believe God placed the church in the community. And my job is not just to pastor Christians in the church, but our job is to pastor our region. Amen? We are here to wash the feet of Central Australia and beyond to the nations of the world. We're going to have a family camp down at Ross River later on in the year where all of our church people go away and enjoy that thing that used to be only for youth, youth camps. Well, we're going to do a complete family camp. Amen? How many old people like me sick of missing out on all the fun? This is your year, people. This is your year. We've got special guest speakers like Pastor Bayless Cumling and uh, during the week, I was having a great conversation where our friends Mark and Darlene Check agreed to come this year to Alice Springs to uh, facilitate a wonderful worship night, a worship weekend for us. And uh, man, if you've never heard Darlene Check lead worship light, it's so much better than a Hillsong CD. It's amazing. We're going to have monthly Sunday night, one hour prayer and worship meetings. In fact, our first one will be tonight, if you're able to make it at 7 p.m. tonight. We're going to have our first ever Sunday night hour of power where we just worship God, wait on the Holy Spirit, pray together over our region to believe God to do great things in our town. This week, we're going to have a Good Friday dusk Passover celebration where we will get together as the family of God for all those who want to, and we will reenact the Last Supper as we study the life and the teaching of Jesus. So be planning dusk on Good Friday. 
Easter Sunday, we're going to have a family fun day. The kids are going to do Easter egg hunts and we're going to be in our schools doing colouring in competitions and all that sort of stuff. So that after our Easter Sunday services, all the people in the community bring their kids out onto that lawn next year, that, that fabulous lawn next door that God has given us so that we can use it to be a blessing and make a declaration to our community. Who thinks that's a great idea? Two of us. I'm so thrilled that you feel that way. We're continuing this year our Horse Whisperer Camps, where we bring Pastor Alan Kelly, a genuine horse whisperer, to Alice Springs. Last year, it was phenomenal to see people get saved as he took, we captured a wild Brumby. We did this youth camp, captured a wild Brumby, gathered kids, and then he broke that Brumby in using the non-violent, horse-whispering, gentle ways. And as he did it and explained to those kids what he was doing, he shared the gospel and showed that as he broke that horse in, that is exactly the way that the gospel works in our life, as God lovingly and graciously draws us to himself. And we start off running away from God, but he just draws us in to the point where uh, we want to follow him. And by the end of that camp, he had that wild Brumby following him around with its nose right on his shoulder, right in his tracks. It was amazing. So this year, we're doing two of those camps. One will be for a camp for boys. One will be a camp for girls. And uh, it's going to be a fabulous time. It's super exciting to see. Of course, we've got our mission month in June where we look at our global mission focus we're going to have winter bonfire nights on our church property. How many people know we've got so much space here? We should do some fun stuff with it. Yeah. Who's with me? Winter bonfire nights. We're going to burn things. We're going to... Jono, you're going to love this because not only are we doing winter bonfire nights, but on Territory Day, we're going to blow stuff up. We're going to rope off a safe chaos area next door. We're going to have a tailgate barbecue and bonfire and all sorts of stuff on Territory Day. And here, you can come to your church and see bigger explosions than you're going to see anywhere in town on Territory Day. You just have to make sure you don't blow your kids up, though, because I'm not sticking them back together for you. Nourished women are having a clothes swap later in the year, Pastor Jennifer. I think that's pretty cool. This year, we're going to train more preachers. I've got a passion in two areas, and that is for anyone who ministers with a microphone and a Bible and and on a platform, I want to see so many more of them. I believe in our church, there is so many more preachers, teachers, MCs. I believe there are more men, there are more women, there are more young men and women. There are more people of different cultural groups that could stand on the stage and preach God's word to us and declare the gospel that could reach our city. So we're going to train some preachers this year. And I mean, if you've got any inkling in your life, even if you're a little bit scared about it, if you've got any inkling in your life that you could be called to preach God's word to MC services in any sphere of life whatsoever. If you have to do public speaking for your profession, then come along to our preacher's training. We'll begin to circulate word in a little while when it's going to happen, but we want to see a wave of people. Listen, the truth is, you don't want to look at my ugly face all week, every weekend hearing the Word of God. We've got tremendous gift, tremendous skill, tremendous uh, people and wealth of resource with people in the life of our church. And I want to see them in a life-giving, equipped and trained way, get up and share God's Word in our church. Who can say amen to that? Amen. We believe it. We're going to run some recovery ministry courses this year for people who have issues to process. How many people know in church we gather in rows and it can be life-changing? But for you and me, even though sometimes we've gathered in rows in church and have experienced some life-changing things, for the most part, most of the life-changing things you and I have experienced have happened not in rows but in circles, in a circle around a coffee table. When I first became a believer, it was amazing that so many more life-changing conversations took place across a coffee table than they did across a pulpit for me. And God's Word changes lives 
But a conversation in a circle, a gathering in a bunch of supportive people actually helps you process what it is that God's saying to you. It helps your life change. It helps your life grow. It helps you walk into the future in a different way. And I know in a town and a region like ours, our church could not only just help broken people in our church, but broken people all across our region as we deal with abuse and dysfunctionality and, the, and depression, low self-esteem, life-controlling problems, addictions, abuses, all these sorts of things. And we are going this year to train facilitators for our recovery ministries, therapeutic courses, so that we can begin to actually see major problems healed, not only in our church, but in our region as well. Who thinks that's a good idea? Amen. We need more facilitators. We need people. Even if you're not trained, we can train you. But what we need people is who will put their hand up and say, Jesus, count me in. I'll sit with a bunch of alcoholics and process with them how they're going to recover from that particular ailment. I'll sit with a bunch of people who were abused as kids and don't know how to move forward through it, but Jesus, I'll sit there and I'll walk with them and I'll, I'll take them forward. How many people think it's an exciting church to be in when God's people stop just wanting to be blessed and have a better job and a better car and a better house, but actually start getting outside their own box and ministering and rebuilding broken lives? That's what the call of God is for our church and for Christians. We're going to have a new prayer chain in the life of our church. How many people know that you should, when you face major challenges, you should be able just to make a quick call, knowing that that quick call will mobilise hundreds of people praying for you in your particular situation. And we're going to ask people in our church to be, who those who would like to voluntarily do it, sign up for the prayer chain. Give us the ability to keep you informed. Hey, Ben just called. He stubbed his foot again. Please pray for the healing of his little toe or whatever it is. Big things and little things. And that people all over the life of our church could be praying. We don't just want to have a few people in one prayer meeting 24-7. We want prolific corporate prayer going on. We want more intercessors groups. If you're a person who has a passion for prayer, we want you to get together with other like-minded people who will begin together to pray and to declare God's Word. Not just at the times where Pastor Ben says we're having a prayer meeting, but all through the week, at all the different times, all the different days. We will be starting in a couple of weeks our DLC DNA course where we help people realise, who is the church? What are we called to do? What do we believe? How do I discover my own gifts and talents? How do I serve? How do I get connected in the life of Desert Life Church? We're going to be running, starting from March onwards, on the first, second, third and fourth week of every month. We will ask people after our second morning service, just to give us one hour, where we will give them food and drinks, and we will give them one hour of training inducting them into the DLC DNA. I actually think it'd be great if most people of our church members now would agree to do that course throughout March or April. Just give us one extra hour on a Sunday to come and hear things like a non-rushed presentation of how our vision applies in Alice Springs. What are the theological beliefs that our church has? You know, some of us, we could uh, benefit from doing a refresher on some basic Christian truths. Some of us, we're still struggling to find out how we fit, what we're called to do, where God's wanting us to go. When you, know, when you do the 103 course, the, the giftedness and calling matrix, you could come and discover, how is it that I'm wired? What's God's calling for my life? What are my gifts and skills and how could they be used by God? And then the fourth get-together is simply where we have a look at what are all the opportunities in this region and beyond that the church can help me get connected. I know what my gifts are, but how do I express them in a way that suits me, that matches my lifestyle, suits what God's calling me to do? And uh, in that particular gathering, we will be showing you all the different plethora. Everybody say plethora. Even if you don't know what it means, it's a great word. All the different big bunch of opportunities that you have to serve God and to express His calling and His vision for your life. How many people know... None of us can do much on our own, but together we can do something significant. We really can. It's going to be an exciting year.
We begin this year the planning for 2018's release of a Central Australian Ministry Institute, a Hope Academy here in Central Australia, where we will do Bible college training and we will do a ministry internship. You know, I've got people contacting me from other parts of Australia saying, is there any way I could come to Alice Springs and serve for for 12 months and maybe do some Bible college study? Is there any way I could come and do an internship and just work in the various mission expressions of the church? You know, the thing about most Bible colleges in big cities around Australia is you can spend a lot of time in the classroom but not a lot of time on the mission field. And how many people know God has placed our little church in Alice Springs in the middle of a vast mission field of all different types of issues and people and uh, we have a godly responsibility to give ourselves away to the world, don't we? We're not just about building an organisation, about building a Starbucks church. Come on, let's put a sign up and have a big building. We want to do everything a church should do but the reason we want to do it is we want to take what God has created here and we want to give it away to the nations of the earth. Amen? Nothing grows in God's kingdom if we keep it to ourselves. You know that because you know you share, you give, you sow and when you sow, you reap. You scatter it away, God brings back more, doesn't he? It's just the way God moves and I'm so excited this year as we plan we've got um, a staff member planning to come to Alice Springs in uh, February next year and begin the operations of our Central Australian Ministry Institute Hope Academy in Alice Springs and I'm telling you man it's going to be an awesome time as people come and do their Bible College Certificate 4 or diplomas and uh, serve as interns in the life of our church people from Alice Springs and people from other places in the world as well be really really exciting so would you be praying for the uh, advent of our Bible College I know it's going to be so hey maybe you've always wanted to do some college but you can't move to Sydney or Melbourne to do it and maybe the online thing doesn't work so well for you and uh, maybe next year will be a great opportunity for you if you're taking a gap year or you'd like to or you want to enroll in some study it could be that next year is your year to do it in Jesus name and everybody said Amen. amen and amen Focusing on our vision as a church today, what I've talked to you about really is programming. That's a bunch of what stuff. What are we up to? What are some of the new initiatives? We'll continue to have youth ministry and men's ministry and women's ministry and kids' ministry and we'll have Indigenous ministry. Our Kidman Street campus is going gangbusters at the moment, by the way. It's absolutely amazing. Tonight, Kidman Street campus is not having church at the Kidman Street campus. We're doing an open-air meeting in one of the town camps. Isn't that cool? And the new rhythm is going to be that on Saturday nights we will be doing open air meetings in town camps all around Alice Springs and sometimes beyond. We've got invitations from Papunya and Hermansburg and Hearst's Bluff and Ernabella and you name it, we can just do stuff all the time. I was talking to someone the other day and they said to me, oh, it sounds like you need me to bring my helicopter over and fly you there. And I was like, well, if that's what it sounds like to you, that's a good idea, man. <laughs> but the truth is it's not me doing it, it's us doing it. And, uh, you know, we'll have those, you know, very, 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 very rarely do I preach at the Kidman Street campus because I want to see a church where we raise up local people to do ministry. I want to see more Indigenous faces on our platforms, more Indigenous faces on this platform. I, I want to see more Indigenous leaders raised up in Alice Springs sharing the gospel, leading our churches. Amen? I believe a people from every tribe and tongue and nation who will be gathered around the throne of Jesus are called to lead in the kingdom of God in this season of life. Who can say Amen. It's an exciting day. So tonight they're going to be out at a town camp, which I think is a fabulous idea, doing open-air meetings. Isn't that awesome? Come on, who thinks that's just a little bit exciting, seeing what's happening? It's just edgy. And the new rhythm is going to be doing that on Saturday nights. Is that right, Janet? And uh, um, every third Sunday night, this is what Jim told me on the phone yesterday, anyway, so you can smack him for me later, he's wrong. Uh, every, every third Sunday night, doing a Sunday night service, in a town camp, sharing the gospel with those who probably aren't going to jump on our bus or make their way into Alice to come to our little church. Isn't that an awesome thing? How many people know? Jesus didn't say, get all the nations to come into the church. 
We wish they would, but he didn't say that. He said, go into all the world. Amen? And so uh, we love it that you come here, but we've got to go there sometimes too, don't we? And that's what we're going to be doing as a church. Jim and Janet doing a fabulous job leading our Kidman Street ministry and uh, seeing amazing fruit, amazing growth, amazing transformation. Some of the testimonies there are just mind-blowing. You know, if you uh, ever find yourself thinking, I'd love to go on a mission trip, just go and talk to Janet about serving in our Kidman Street campus. It is a mission trip. And I know that, you know, sometimes churches, oh, everything we do is mission. But the truth is, in our Kidman Street campus, it is a wonderful expression of cross-cultural ministry where people of such different backgrounds all come together. You know, it's an amazing, amazing time what God is building. But that's the why. That's the what. Let's talk about the why. I'm going to ask Lockie if he would put our vision statement up on the screen. And... Uh, if that's while we're waiting for that to come up, you may have noticed, if you're the observant type, that it is now on our back wall up there as well. This is who we are. You know, last year we took all year as an eldership, as a key group of church leaders, wrestling through praying, fasting, seeking God. God, in this next season of the life of our church, who are you calling us to be and what are you calling us to do? Our old vision statement used to say this, to know God and to make Him known. We're going to keep doing that. But one of the things we felt as an eldership and a leadership team was that, you know, to know God and make Him known doesn't tell us enough about what we're here for. It doesn't give people enough of a mission to buy into. It's, it's kind of so general that it's really not able to become specific for some of us. So what is something that God would say, hey, here are the key big picture bullet point items that I'm calling and shaping DLC for that give you and I opportunity to buy into the life of the church. Here's what it says. We are a diverse, everybody say diverse. That means that there's not only one type of person in the life of our church, but there's lots of type of people in the life of our church. We're a diverse Christian community of all ages and backgrounds from many nations. Who many, who many people love the fact that we are like the United Nations in our church? Amen. Uh, you know what? I hate white Australia policy and I never want to see it. It's never going to come back. And I don't ever want churches to live, you know, as the wasp. You know what the wasps are? White Anglo-Saxon Protestant type people. I don't want to see that in our church. I want to see every tribe and tongue and nation getting together. The church is the one place in all the world where we can find genuine unity amongst all the different types of people, young and old and big and small and white and brown and all sorts of other shades because we're one in Jesus. Amen. All ages and backgrounds from many nations. And we exist to bring hope, listen to what our mission field is, to Central Australia and beyond. We're not just about 32 Undulia Road. We're not just about Alice Springs. We're not just about Central Australia. We're not just about Australia. Our mission field is local and global. We call it global. <laughs> it starts from our back door and it goes all the way around the globe back to our front door. That's the mission field. All the world is our sphere of activity. We say it this way sometimes in our church. We are called to make disciples down the road and around the world. Amen? Central Australia and beyond with a life-changing message. Our life-changing message, his name is? If you're going to say Kevin, you're wrong. It is Jesus. We connect, grow and serve together. And why do we do that? Because we want to see lives flourish. We want to see leaders raised. And we want to see communities influenced. I'm going to ask Lockie if he would put up the scripture passage, Acts chapter 2, verse 42, on the screen for me. It's a couple of slides down. A grounding text for us as a church, a grounding text for us as a leadership team, as an eldership, as we've begun to wrestle through. I'm going to get you to put the next slide up, Lockie, that has the green colours on it, if you could. We've wrestled it through as a church. I want you to have a look at this passage with me. 
as we close our meeting today, as we just pause for a moment and say, God, who are you calling us to do? What are you calling us to do? And let's remember not only the mission of Jesus, but did you know the church is the expression of Jesus' mission? Jesus in John 10, 10, he talked about his mission. I've come that they would have life and that they would have it to the full, flourishing, full lives. That's the mission of Jesus. Acts chapter 2 tells us about the church, the expression of Jesus' mission. The early people that followed Jesus, they were called disciples. But do you know what the real plural of disciples is in the New Testament? Church. The plural of disciples is church. A church is simply a gathering in Jesus' name of those who are his disciples. It's what we're called to do. It's who we're called to be. And as a leadership team, as we've prayed, as we've sought God, we've understood and we've come to understand There are some things that stand out to us in this early summary description of what the early church was like. They're highlighted in green. I wonder this morning if you would join me, if we could read this together. And everywhere you see a green word, I want you to like emphasize the word. Like you're saying it to yourself, this is what we're called to do together. Let's read it. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and and to the and to, and, hang on, and and some of them, and everyone was filled with awe. You know, the church is not about hype, it's not about manipulation, it's not about organizational thought, it's about a corporate gathering where we would be filled with this awe of God. The thing that results in people falling on their face and saying, I want to give my life to Jesus, surely God's presence is in this place, filled with awe. At the many How many people want to see God move, want to see God heal, want to see God transform, want to see God move in people's lives, bringing release, bringing freedom, performed by the apostles. Verse 44, and and some of the believers, all the believers were separated and all the believers were enthusiastically off on their own, doing their own thing. All the believers were together and, and they had some stuff in common. They had everything in common. They sold property and possessions. I didn't put that in green because I thought you might think I'm trying to make you do that today, which I am, but I'm secretly not letting you know that that's what I'm trying to make you do. They sold property and possessions. Why? So that they could... Come on, at the end of the day, don't we believe Jesus has a plan for broken lives to be healed? Don't we believe that the poor should be fed? I'm going to say that bit again because you fell off the bus with me. Don't we believe the poor should be fed? Don't we believe the naked should be clothed? Don't we believe that the broken should be healed? Don't we believe the lost should be found? Come on, I don't think you believe that. Don't we believe the lost should be found? Don't we believe those without hope should have hope? Don't we believe those who don't know where their future lies, that they should have a destiny and a future and a hope because God knows the plans that he has for them, plans to prosper them and do them good? We believe it. And so we believe that God has called us to take of our personal resources and make them available to give to people in need. Listen, listen, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Well, the good news is there's no such thing as temples anymore. You see, by the time the church grew and the temple was no longer an option for them, especially in places like Ephesus, they went and hired school buildings and they all began to meet together in the school building. They met together. They had exciting corporate worship services. They got together. They were filled with awe as they gathered together as God's people. Amen. They met together in the temple courts and then they broke bread, listen, in, in their homes. 
Yeah, they sat in the temple, they went to schools, they sat in their rows, they had their worship gatherings. But you know, it didn't, wasn't just an event they came to at a destination. I went to a temple, I went to a church, I went to a hired school building and, and I heard some teaching. But actually, they took it home with them. They sat in circles, not just rows. They broke bread in their homes. You know, if there's one thing we'd love to see this year is so many more of us get involved in connect groups where we can just break bread around coffee tables and dinner tables and breakfast bars and all sorts of stuff. Broke bread in homes. And they ate together with glad hearts. Hey, wouldn't it be great if we were a church that did things with a glad heart? I drove in the car park this morning and there was guys in their high-vis vests looking like they're filming a village people film clip. They had their special batons like they were filming Return of the Jedi. And uh, they were welcoming people driving into church with glad hearts. It does us so good. Isn't it? And this word sincere, sincere hearts. Everybody say the word sincere. sincere. It's such an interesting word, this word sincere. Sincere. In the Greek word, it means this, without rocks. Without rocks. No stones. How many people have ever tried to dig a veggie, veggie patch into your backyard? How many farmers in the room have ever tried to plant crops before? Ever been plowing a field or, or, or digging a veggie patch or something where the ground was just stony and rocky? Doesn't hold you back. You know, stuff doesn't grow there. Stuff doesn't flourish there. You, you're trying to dig it up and it's just hard work. And ever changed locations and just found rich soil where there's no rocks. It's not stony. And this is an amazing picture of what the early church was. Their hearts were not like fields full of rocks where it's hard to get a harvest, it's hard to do something, it's hard to sow seeds, and, but they were without rocks. How many people believe the church should be a place where our hearts just aren't rocky? Where it's not just hard work to sow, where it's not hard work for God to harvest, where it's not hard work for God to move in our lives, amen? Listen, you know, some of us, this is a year for us to go, God, could you just give me a heart free of rocks? You know, there are people in churches and they, when they get the opportunity, they will jump to the absolute worst possible conclusion about everything. And there are other people, their hearts aren't rocky. They would never jump to that same conclusion presented with the same evidence because their hearts aren't rocky. It's an amazing, you know, and, and church leaders know this, that sometimes you can pick the five people that are going to have an attitude problem about something before anything even happens. You can pick who's going to come and yell at you. You can pick who's going to send you the nasty email. You can pick who's going to create three depressed staff members because someone came and bawled them out after the service or something like this. You, you can pick it because pe- some people, they have rocky hearts. And it's not the issue that's the biggest deal to them. It's the fact that their hearts are rocky and they respond in a rocky way to everyone. Their favorite movie is Rocky. They had hearts that were free of rocks. God help us be a rock-free heart community. Amen. They were praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. You know, what's amazing about the early church is the influence it had in the communities where the Roman Empire was trying to kill them, but the average Joe on the street wanted them community presence. They were persecuted by the authorities. They weren't persecuted by the average Joe. The average Joe was seeing Jesus at work, was seeing them be the hands and feet of Jesus. And the early church had great favor with people in their community. How do people know we're called to be people of influence? We're called to be a church of influence. We're called to be people who see God's kingdom come 
and his will being done on earth as it is in heaven. And we want to see favour in Alice Springs, don't we? Listen, I don't want the church to be known what we stand against. I want the church to be known what we stand for. Amen? Uh, that's why you won't find me encouraging you to go and make protest signs and stand out the front of abortion clinics and, and, and picket politicians' car parking spaces and all that sort of stuff. Listen, if you're into it, knock yourself out. But I don't want the church to be known for stomping its feet over the issues it's against. I want it to be known for stooping to serve over the things we stand for. We stand for life. We stand for healing. We stand for transformation. We stand for Jesus changing people's lives. We stand for love. We stand for acceptance. We stand for reaching out to the broken and bringing them in. Amen. When I first came to this church, there was a young lady, she was in a broken state of life and she came in and man, she had a short skirt on. And everybody's like, whoa, did you forget to put something on here? But they didn't treat it that way. And one angry young man came up to me and said, Pastor Ben, what are we going to do about this girl that wears a short skirt? And I said, if you do anything, I may physically injure you. I know pastors aren't supposed to talk about that, but I was new to town, you know, I'm still a work in progress. Listen, we're not the type of people that rouse on broken people for being broken. Amen? They come in, they experience the life-changing love and grace of Jesus. Come on, some of us, it's time for us to stop and reflect again what it's like to be lost, what it's like to be broken, what it's like to have your whole life out of whack and have no hope, and then finally discover the loving acceptance and the grace of Jesus that when you discover that, it changes your world, doesn't it? We want to serve, we want to give. Enjoying the favour of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Why do we want to be a church that connects, grows and serves? Because we want to see lives flourish, leaders raised and we want to see communities all around planet Earth influenced. Not influenced politically, not influenced for us to be famous, Influenced with the gospel transformation that only Jesus can bring. Amen? We wrestled over this as an eldership. Why didn't we say we want to see communities transformed? Because we do want to see communities transformed, but we can't control transformation. Transformation is the work of God, and people have to volunteer to allow Him to do it in their lives, don't they? But what we can do is we can influence them. You've heard the saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't. We don't want to make anyone do anything, but I tell you what, we want to make sure the water's on offer in Alice Springs, don't we? The living water that'll change people's lives. Well, our vision needs structure. And in the coming weeks, we're going to talk to you about the six new structures, the six new ministry streams in the life of Desert Life Church. We're building a connect stream. We're building a grow stream, a serve stream. We're building a flourish stream, a lead stream, an influence stream. Six new streams that will help walk out the ministry that the life of our church is called to do. We want to see people connected. We want to see them growing. We want to see them serving. We want to see people flourishing and have all the issues that hinder them from doing that addressed in the life of our church. We want to see leaders raised. We want to see influence happen because of what God's doing in our lives. Would you stand on your feet all over this room? I do need to close this service. I wonder today on Vision Sunday, as we reflect on who God is calling us to be, as we reflect on what God is calling us to do together, connecting together, growing together, serving together, I wonder as we reflect on why we do that, why do we want to do this? Because we want to see people flourish, we want to see people lead, we want to see your life be a life of influence. Jesus said your influential life was like this, you're a city on a hill, you're the light of the world, you are the salt of 
of the earth. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you today as you begin to come on a journey with us. Will you connect with us? Will you grow with us? Will you serve with us? Will you help us all flourish together, lead together and influence together? Would you bow your heads all over this room today? Today on Vision Sunday, simply a time for us to reflect, God, who are you calling us to be? What are you calling us to do? You know, over the coming weeks, we're going to spend some more services talking about our ministry streams and our structures. How do we put legs on this? What are we going to do together? What's it going to look like? It's an exciting time, but you know, we can't do it without you. We can't do it without you saying, hey God, count me in on the mission. I I know there's so much more to my life than me just having to wake up by accident and come to Desert Life Church. But could it be, God, that you have planted me in this community? Could it be that you have brought me to this community for such a time as this? Why? Because what is in your life, my friend, God has brought to this community. Because as a group, he's calling us to certain stuff. And for us to do what we're called to do, We we need you to do what you're called to do. We need you to be who you're called to be. We don't need you to change much. (laughs) We're not trying to change you. We don't need you to act. We don't even need you to pretend to be you something not. This is what we need you to be. Exactly who God made. And bring it to the community table. We need you to do what you like doing, what you're wired to do, what you're called to do. And we have processes. You'll hear about it in the next couple of weeks as we begin to share and, and unpack this vision together. Maybe we should call this Vision Month instead of Vision Sunday. (laughs) I wonder this morning how many hearts would just say, God, I I feel your call shaping us as a church to connect and grow and serve and flourish, lead and influence. Not because we're building a Starbucks organization, but because we're responding to the pattern of your word. People who are devoted to the things the early church is devoted to. People with glad hearts, with sincere hearts, open hearts, doing things together in our big gatherings and in our small gatherings, Father. Lord, we open our hearts to you today and to the things you're calling us for. Why don't you just, right now, if you're a person of faith, just lift your two hands to heaven and say, God, use me in this vision. Use me in what you're called to do. Shape my life. Grow my life. Help me connect, God. Help me grow. Help me serve in the unique way you've called and wired me to serve. Help me flourish, Lord, even in the challenges I face, even the areas where I'm okay. Help me go from good in those areas to great in those areas. Help me grow. Help me be a leader. Help me lead in my sphere of life, in my work, in my rest, in my play, in my street, in my family, Lord. Help me be a person of influence that people would take notice of you because they take notice of me who takes notice of you. Father, I pray for all my friends in this room who are responding to your call not to our vision, to your vision, to your breathing, God, to the things that you're speaking to us about as a community, Father. We thank you that you are speaking, that you are moving, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Hey, thanks for being with us for Vision Sunday today. We've got so much more that we want to talk to you about, so many more ways to unpack this together as a group. But now what we've got to do is we've got to sing And you've got to have a cup of coffee with someone. God bless you. We'll see you in church next time. Hey, why don't we sing, Ben?
Thanks, bro. So go and walk out that vision that God has placed in our hearts. See you next week. Just to the agency.